Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. So this week, both you and I uh, have invested time in sports documentaries of Mm -hmm. sorts. Uh, I'm watching a series that I'll talk about in a second. You watch it was one part, right? One, yes. One, okay. Yeah. Just one episode, one self-contained kind of right. viewing event. Tell us about it. Uh, so I watched a documentary on Netflix called Facing Nolan. And if you are a baseball fan of any sort, you should watch this documentary. It is all about Nolan Ryan, uh, the great Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, hard thrower, You know, possibly the hardest fastball in the history of... Major League Baseball, um, and just a really cool look at his career and his life. If you're familiar at all with Ryan, and I'm sure a lot of Phillies fans of a certain age are, especially because of Game 5 of the 1980 National League Championship Series where the Phillies came back against Ryan. He took a 5-2 lead into the eighth inning, and they came back and won the game in extra innings and went to the World Series. It's just a really cool look at his career, how he pitched, Uh, the legends about him and how much reality is actually part of those legends. There's one part of the the documentary that gets into how fast his fastball actually was and something I didn't know apparently using film and the technology we have now, they estimate that he actually threw at one time 108 miles an hour. Wow. Which was, uh, you know, I like sat up on my couch when I heard that. Oh my gosh. Um, And it just plays into the whole image of Ryan as kind of a cowboy, uh, you know, he's into ranching, he's a family man, a lot of interviews with his wife and his, you know, former players who played with him and against him. Just a really cool look at a great figure in baseball. I give it three and a half stars out of four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just really, really fun watch. Uh, just an amazing guy. I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember as a little kid when he started with the Mets. Yeah. 69, he was on those Miracle he, Mets he has a world, Yeah, he has a World Series ring. And he pitched well into the 90s. Yeah. he. It's it, And it, it's all that kind of cool horse. stuff. Yeah. Always a horse. All that kind of cool stuff. Yeah. Gets into the Robin Ventura brawl oh, where he beats up Ventura. Get the nuggies. Yeah, and Ventura, uh, <laughs> that's actually the funniest part of the whole documentary, is they get into talking about that incident where Ventura charges the mound and Ryan just beats the snot out of him. And then they cut to a blank screen and all the screen words come up on the screen. Robert Robin Ventura declined to be interviewed for this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that was the one laugh out loud moment in the in the movie. And where will I find this? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, still still running on Netflix. Good time to watch it. A couple hours long. About an hour and a half. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Really good. I'm in. Big Nolan Ryan fan. All right. 
what I've been watching is Welcome to Wrexham, which is spelled W-R-E-X-H-A-M. Uh, imagine, Mike Sealski, Ted Lasso meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, man. And that's what I'm in. Welcome to Wrexham is. I'm in. Um, except it's a docu-series. And here's the premise. Rob McElhenney um, from Always Sunny and Ryan Reynolds, who's been in every rom-com you've ever watched, decide together in um, late 2020 during the pandemic to buy a British soccer team. Essentially, McElhenney spent the first half of the pandemic locked in watching sports documentaries. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the Nolan Ryan thing is too late, but he, he and he talks about this. He just spent the pandemic watching sports documentaries, and he had this brainstorm that they would buy the worst team they could find in professional sports <laughs> and try to build it up. Wow. And he got Ryan Reynolds to be part of it. They end up in Wales, this kind of gray working-class city called Wrexham, where the team has been gradually relegated to the bottom of the professional level in British soccer. And they kind of show the flow chart from the Premier League to this league to the, like the very bottom, and that's where they are. By the way... I love the whole relegation. Thing. Yeah, it is. It's a great I, idea. I mean, it's, it clearly can't ever happen in this country. No, but I would. You know, the Louisville Redbirds are getting promoted, and the <laughs> Miami Marlins are getting relegated. If, if, I'm if in. It, if it actually existed, the Eagles would not be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend because they right. would have been relegated long ago. The Jaguars. Yes. So they end up in in this town in Wales, and over time. They bond with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, the residents, like, initially a little suspect of two Hollywood stars carpetbagging in their town, but they're very sincere, and the people that come to respect them um, and genuinely understanding the pain these people feel rooting for the, their favorite team, which brings us back to McElhaney, who, um, if you watch Always Sunny, he's an avid Philadelphia sports fan, and in the first episode of of the this series, Welcome to Wrexham, McElhenney comes back to the small row home where he grew up in South Philadelphia, and he brings his dad, and he brings his own son, and he just perfectly talks about what it's like to grow up supporting the Eagles and all mm-hmm. of the heartbreak. And then, of course, they show him at the Super Bowl celebrating, and like, yes, <laughs> we're all we're all in this, right? And that's the show. It's these two guys. Trying over the course of a season, or now into two seasons, to improve this Pittsburgh Pirates, Mm -hmm. Detroit Lions, whatever, this sad sack team and make these townspeople proud. It's funny. It's heartwarming. My wife, who could care less about sports, she loves it. Um, It's kind of a reality show, but not really. It's kind of a documentary, except they're more involved than usual Mm -hmm. in a documentary. Um, It can be heartbreaking because there's one... I don't want to give away too much. Well, it happens early. You become they they profile this player and his wife and his three kids, and he's working on his house and so on. And it's like, yeah, you really like this guy. And then like the season ends, like he gets cut. Oh, geez. right. So you're you're living the pain of yeah. that, which we've you know seen. But you you see that. Um, listen, it's great. I people know I don't particularly like soccer, but even I got caught up in the drama of the matches, Mm -hmm. which they do a great job of portraying. I want to read you, this is a quote from Rob McElhenney uh, about soccer, which was not a sport that he particularly cared about that much before he did this. Mm -hmm. But now he's watching every game. He goes, soccer, it's a horrible, cyclical, prophetic hellscape that never ceases or ebbs. I love every second, but it's torment in equal measure. Every second is pure agony. Which... 
for so all, many of us is often watching Eagle season. Exactly. If that's not the description of what it's like to be a Philadelphia sports fan, I don't know what is. Yeah. And so you get that, except they've moved it over to this, you know, cloudy place over mm-hmm. in, in Wales. It's on Hulu. Um, they drop episodes weekly. Uh, there's 18 total. I think they've dropped episode 12, which I didn't see, but your colleague Jeff McLean yes. uh, referred to today in his story, because I guess Jeff Laurie and Doug Peterson? I know Laurie. I don't know about Peterson, but Laurie makes a guest appearance mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I, I haven't I haven't gotten that far. Um and here's, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, what you're describing is really kind of a reality show, true life Ted Lasso. And yeah. anybody who has seen Ted Lasso recognizes the qualities that you're talking about in this show. Mm-hmm. It's And it's what makes Ted Lasso so great to watch. You don't have to be a sports fan. You don't have to be a soccer fan necessarily to appreciate and identify with the topics and the way they're presented. You know? and, yeah, all of that. And again it's in wales but it's got a bit of a philadelphia feeling to it which is which is very cool i said it's on hulu and here's the deal i understand that a lot of people they don't get every streaming service right. they don't want to pay for every streaming service so whenever i do one of these shows i try to tell you this subscribe to hulu for a month two months whatever it's going to cost you 12 bucks a month watch this get it get a pen right now uh get a yellow legal pad write this down watch um welcome to rexham Watch The Old Man, watch The Bear, watch The Patient. That's four good shows, all new shows. You get them done in a month or two. You get more than your $12 worth. You can thank me later. <laughs> you can you can treat me to dinner with Mike Steele's That's right. At the restaurant when I have to pay off the bet. And there you go. Uh, what we're watching is sponsored by Guide a Door and Window. Receive 20% off all windows and doors with no money down, up to three years to pay it off interest-free. Call Guida Door and Window today at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. All right, 215-592-9494. Good time to get in right now. We're going to talk to our pal Ricky Ricardo in the next segment. Ricky, um, as people know locally, is the Spanish voice broadcaster for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he is also the Spanish voice broadcaster for the New York Yankees, and uh, he had the opportunity to call Aaron Judge's 61st home run last yeah, week. Yeah, hit hit off a pitcher from the Philadelphia area. Um, Was that right? Yeah, a guy from uh, from Upper Perkyoman. I'm drawing a blank on okay. uh, his name now, which is ridiculous of me. Um, hold on a minute. I'm looking it up as we speak. But yeah, it joins uh, you know, Tracy Stoddard as... Uh, the men who have given up 60 first home runs in the American League. Um, why am I not? Uh, Tracy Stafford. Matt Bushman? St- Stafford? No, not Matt Bushman. It might be Stallard. I don't Stallard, know. I think. Okay. Um, oh, where are we here? All right. da, da, da. We'll find it. It was on the Blue Jays. That's fine. Yeah. I, I want to work in just a little talk. You had a column. Tim Meza. Uh, Sorry, go there ahead. There you go. You have a column which is out now uh, on the Sixers bid uh, to build their new arena. Uh, 2031, is that what we're looking at That's now? what we're looking at. And David Edelman, who is the um, kind of uh, the brain of this whole thing, and I found your people should read it. It's uh, in the Inquirer today, tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. It'll it's be online. In it's online right now at Inquirer dot com. Um, listen, it was a great column. You put a lot of work into it. I admire the guy's vision for the city and believe that yeah, he's doing it to make money for himself, but he also has a sense that there are parts of this, there are parts of downtown Center City which are great, and then you walk two blocks, and then it's not great. Right. I've just always been skeptical that an arena is something that's going to 
that's going to be the cure-all, that's going to be the panacea. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of how I'm approaching this, too. I'm open to the idea that this could work and revitalize at least part of the city, but you have to ask certain questions. You have to ask, how much is it going to cost? Are people going to come to a downtown arena? The Sixers insist that they have data and models that show that a downtown arena will increase the number of people, for instance, who take public transportation to Sixers games. Okay, can SEPTA handle that? And what sort of money has to be spent to assure that SEPTA can handle that? Um, You know, is it really a boon for the economy? There's tons of studies out there that suggest that adding a stadium and arena doesn't do very much for the economy of a city or a metropolitan area. So there's a lot that goes into this. And uh, while I understand the impulse for people to say, hey, it would be great for the Sixers to have their own arena and it would be great for the city. And so let's get on board. I don't think we're doing our job as people in the media covering this kind of thing if you don't ask these kind of questions and demand answers from them. Right. And I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a mixed view on this because I, I listen. I applaud public transportation, but it's really easy to get to the stadiums yeah. now. You're yeah. making it more difficult. You're you're saying it will encourage more people to take public transportation. That's because it's going to become such a damn hassle to get your car down there and park. Yeah, and go to a park. You know, game ends ten thirty, eleven o'clock. People don't want to be walking four blocks to get to their their car uh, in the dark in Center City. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a challenge, you're I think. Doing it, you're doing it like, hey, it's going to be good because public transportation will be up. But yeah, you're doing it because people have no other choice. Where it is now, driving to the, the arenas now, the stadium now, that sports complex now, is uniquely easier than it is in most other cities. You know that because you go to games in all other cities. Yeah, and I think it speaks to kind of a divide, I guess you'd say, between people who actually live in the city and people who don't, who live... In the suburbs or the towns around Philadelphia, um, where people who live in the city say, oh, it'd be great to go to 10th and Market Mm -hmm. uh, and just take the train to get there. Well, okay, if you live in Downingtown or Haverford or Doylestown, it's not as easy to get to an R5 stop. And it's a really, I live in Doylestown. It's a really long ride. It's an hour and 20 minutes to get to Center City for on the train because it makes so many stops. And again, and the part that I'm, I'm repeating myself, but where people are going to be conscious of it is after the exactly. game. Exactly, exactly. And Hey, look, double overtime game, that was fun. Oh, now I got to get home. Yeah, um, and so we'll see. Like, they, Adelman went on the record with me saying they are not moving the team. Like, if this doesn't work out, Okay, but we're going to be out of the Wells Fargo Center when the lease expires in 2031. We will be somewhere else, and we are not moving the team to New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey being the the operative word there. Right. So we'll see. Um, As I said, skepticism is usually warranted in these situations. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being metaphysical certitude, what is your thoughts on the chances that they actually pull this off? Right now, I say 5 or 6. That they ah, do you're right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's flip a coin at this point, and you have to see how things change. You have to see who the next mayor is. Um, True. The makeup of city council. Um, what measures the Sixers themselves take to get the community around that area behind them? Right. There has uh, been some sense that China, you know, Chinatown doesn't be disrupted. Right. I, I get that. Yeah, and and the Sixers counter by saying, you know, we're not spreading the area out. We're going to build right on the site of the whatever it's called, the fashion district now, but what's basically the gallery. Um, 
But there's already been goalpost moving. There's been, oh, okay, well, we're going to need the Greyhound bus terminal, too, mm-hmm. across Filbert Street. Right. And, you know, they've said they're going to fund it entirely privately. But uh, if, that's the, if it, somebody uh, wants to here, give us money from the, the state rub. or the city, yeah. we'll take you know, we'll take it, things like that. That's, so. the, that's the one that I'm very skeptical, very cynical of, which is, nah, we'll do it all on our own. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, We'll see. That would be that would be unique. Yeah, especially because, as as I said in the column, okay, they can say they're going to fund it all themselves, but necessarily there's going to have to be public money put into revamping SEPTA. And so, mm-hmm. okay, well, it, the Sixers aren't drawing that public money, but it's still getting spent right. one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting stuff. Certainly something to watch. I I appreciate that they don't want to share space with the Flyers. They want their own place. Sure. They want to maximize it. I've I don't know that that's the spot. Yeah, but here's the the flip side of that too, Glenn. I, I feel like we're you know on the one hand and on the other hand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Wells Fargo Center is coming up on being 30 years old. Um, you know, <laughs> come on, man. I know. I still remember going to the first game there. I know. The first concert But there. it opened in 1996. It's well, t- it's 26 years well, old. Well, they did just put a lot of money into they did. it. They made a lot of improvement. They're very proud of all they invested yep. in it and yeah. so on. And it's, I, hey, it's fine I by me. It's, it's fine by me, you it's, know. It's not my favorite building in the world, but it's. I see no reason to replace that anytime soon. Well, the Sixers would counter and say facilities there are not up to snuff for an NBA team. Well, and I would counter and say the facilities there aren't ones in which you make the most money you can, so I get it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's what it's about. All right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.